now see this is this is the problem john is we talk about what we're going to talk about and then i feel like it's we're like already in it you know well folks tune in <laughs> next week for another no i don't i don't mean it's like over uh, uh all right well it's 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 only just begun it's that's the oh what's that it's only just begun uh that was i feel like that was perfectly on pitch and tonally mm-hmm. fantastic i'm leaving that in welcome to the f1 files folks we are a formula one podcast we are just a couple of best friends from childhood just enjoying the hell out of the fact that there is formula one culture now in the united states of america it's happening it's happening my name is Corey willis i'm an improviser writer comedian out here in los angeles california recently sunny los angeles california it's been raining a lot classic weather chat right up top jesus christ Corey. (laughs) (laughs) and what's up this is john lapore i'm a creative consultant designing the future for film technology and automotive and this week i think we've got some news that is hyper relevant to the f1 files our podcast that is a sort of Mm. formula one in america sort of perspective of what's Mm -hmm. happening uh we had some pretty big bombshell news drop that i think is probably going to be 90 percent of what we're going to be discussing on this episode uh that was that uh andretti who we have been talking about for weeks and maybe even a couple Mm -hmm. months now who have been poising themselves to enter formula one have been talking quite publicly about it which just just even that aspect of them talking publicly about their intention to join formula one seems to be rubbing some folks the wrong way like well you don't like you don't come out and say you like you figure it out you get in and then you announce it and they're like no our our approach is going to be we're going to tell everyone we're coming in and you're not going to be able to stop some might call it and there's been a hard pressed publicity stunt just a just the biggest most elaborate focused publicity stunt ever put forth by uh and, and any company trying to get into motorsports in this country for sure yeah i mean first i i think that is absolutely a, the the strategy here and i wouldn't even call it like a publicity stunt it's more like a publicity like hostage yeah, scenario yeah. like it's uh it's it's very much like a like well, we've said it and we've gotten everybody excited about it. Do you guys want to be the one? Exactly. Oh, everybody? it's a classic so, we'll, like, ask we'll get, mom. Yeah, go ahead and ask mom. Ask mom. Yeah. Uh, it's that or like ask dad. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get deeper into some of these layers. But this story has been really interesting to us. Of course, you know, Andretti, a classic uh, name in mm-hmm. racing, the Andretti team, uh Uh, basically putting together an effort to join Formula One. And we heard most recently about them getting some really serious funding, them building a new facility, and then almost like, you know, one thing right after another, the head of the FIA saying, well, we're going to begin a formal process in the event that there happen to be some teams that want to join the sport. (laughs) 
And in the in the event uh, that we all saw as a, having huge marketing uh, campaigns talking about how they're entering the sport yes. of Formula One. Yep. And the 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 big thing that sort of hit, and probably I I will say this is an absolute power move from Andretti coming in, who do seem to have still some opposition against them, yeah. but they made this amazing power move of saying, "Well, we're coming in," and there's no way you would want to deny us because we are bringing a very serious partner with us and we're not interested in buying into another team. We're not interested in solely starting our own sort of indie operation. Mm. We're going to be a huge outfit and we are coming in joining forces with General yeah. Motors, the largest automotive manufacturer in the United States and uh, I, I should have looked this up before, but possibly the world, if not, you know, one of the absolute largest yeah. automotive manufacturers worldwide. Yeah. And they are going to put together a team that will be the Andretti slash Cadillac yeah. team. Yeah, it's in it's Formula such, One. It's I mean, and this this is such a wild bit of news. This is such if there is any sort of bde that you can put out there it's to say like we are bringing in the largest manufacturer within the largest consumer base on the planet and in addition to that we are going to bring in the cadillac version of that which is quite literally it's mm -hmm. that is calling something the cadillac yes. of something is a way of describing the absolute best most refined it's it's just a thing. It's Cadillac has recognition to that point where it has entered the lexicon as like the premium of premium. So mm -hmm. there's no way of denying that specific, like that that call out. The fact that they're bringing in and and Cadillac has they have the 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 manufacturing to back it up. They have the race. They have the racing to back it up. They're yeah, they have racing pedig Truly. pedigree. They've been racing in in endurance racing uh, very successfully for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, there's also General Motors has successfully run several generations of mm -hmm. Corvette teams as well in endurance racing. And yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's super exciting. I think it's also worth noting that it's not just you know this giant automaker uh and i and i looked it up they are number two in the world behind that Toyota. Right. Yeah, yeah um but it's the biggest automaker in the united states and the united states is still the biggest untapped market for formula yeah. one which is it is growing in the united states rapidly but this would presumably you know further increase or accelerate the process in which you know fandom blossoms it's in the united yeah, States. again it's the idea of bringing in the name cadillac like they could have you you mentioned that they mm -hmm. they have phenomenal corvettes they have corvettes are some mm -hmm. of the the most dominant teams uh in like endurance racing and in so many other categories but the fact that they were like no 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 no, no. we're not gonna bring in corvette that's mm -mm. We're bringing in Cadillac. Uh, ever heard of it? Is just mm -hmm. that's just one of those things that even people who do not 
have any association with any cars, who do not care about automotive racing, who do not care about cars, who want to get rid of cars. Everyone knows the name Cadillac. It's just a, it's a it's a common thing, and it is so specifically pinpointed at like the premium of premium of premiums. I mean, I can't stress that enough. That said, it is if you were to ride in a modern day Cadillac that is that rolls off the line. They're not wonderful cars. So I have a lot of like, I really don't (laughs) like that Cadillac is, I I love it, but I also don't love my association with Cadillac, what, how I associate it, which is in road cars and common road cars, like plasticky, like uncomfortable, raw horsepower, very powerful cars with incredible software packages, incredible, they're just they're some of the best manufactured vehicles, but just like the user interface, the physical user interface of the Cadillac is like, it makes me recoil. <laughs> so I am like, Ugh. Uh, so there's that. There is that. I'm I'm going to speak carefully because I have a, a <laughs> yeah, number of uh, friends yeah. and, and I know, you know, I know, I feel uh, bad. Uh, clients at general motors and whatnot but i will i mean i will say like uh in theory the recent batch of cadillac um what do they call them the black wing yeah, yeah cars are uh i i have not had the opportunity to sample one myself but i do understand that they are absolutely mind-blowing you can get them with manual yeah. transmissions which is insane for like a look a performance luxury That's not, yeah. sedan in yeah. the modern age we don't and we don't do they, that in the u.s know, and europeans don't even do that like that's it's not it, nobody, yeah, no, nobody nobody's doing that anymore yeah. effectively and uh and you know from what i understand those are some of the like rowdiest like it's it's the alternative nowadays to like a hellcat yeah or something like that, just a little more sophisticated. And I think so. All right. So the Cadillac brand, it's a really fascinating thing. And I think it makes a lot of sense to say like, okay, a premium brand, a luxury Mm -hmm. brand, a more upmarket brand, a brand that is pursuing a, you know, more expensive sort of demographic. uh, I could see that aligning well with Formula One. And, and I'd be curious to see how that continues to evolve. And I mean, I'm even, uh, interested because general motors is another one of these companies i mean almost every automotive manufacturer these days has had said something of the sort of like oh yeah within 10 years we're going to be making nothing but evs which i also expect that every single automaker that said that is going to walk it back at at some point or pull out some fine print or or whatnot but uh you know regardless this is exciting. And I mean, you know, I think we brought this up on a lark like maybe six months ago, maybe eight months ago. Um, we were just, you know, talking about, oh, the, you know, we're continuing to surge in popularity. Like what, what, what if, wouldn't it be great? How can you imagine a world where like one day I know this sounds ridiculous, but maybe we'll have a. Chevy yeah. team in Formula One, and like this is this, this is, is basically it. Yeah, it. It's, it's happening. happening. It's, it's all. It's all. We. It's all. It's all coming. Yeah, up. Well, yeah. all right. So, so is it happening? Is it 
going to happen because we now it's now becoming clearer and clearer that there's two as i understand it and maybe you have a better handle on this as i understand it basically everyone needs to be in agreement um when a new team comes in and that means both the fia which uh mohammed ben salim has basically been stating and i think he even made a statement the other day saying like isn't this exciting how wonderful that we have you know a, a wonderful new team and an exciting new brand to enter the sport i have i can't imagine why anyone would have any sort of problem with this and then we have uh so that's the fia which is like 50 percent of the the puzzle and the other side is technically formula one which is i guess a agreement and maybe it has to be like a unanimous agreement between all 10 of the existing teams there there is to let there is a a unanimous agreement that has to be reached between every single party and that is that's that's why it's so tricky to to introduce a new team the stake like the stake the current stakeholders of formula one have so much money invested in it and the the stakeholders include the teams uh, and also some other people who are involved, uh, like the the primary sponsors of F1. So like that's like Rolex. Uh, it used to be, I think it used to have to be, or I guess it still is in the Monaco Grand Prix. It's like Rolex and Taghauer are like the two primary sponsors. But like mm. they're mm-hmm. the ones who you see, like uh, Aramco is another one. These are huge, huge parties that need to yep. all get on board with one team entering the fray because initially there was this idea that like these teams could be like pioneer teams that could show up uh, teams that were self-funded and then they just enter the sport and potentially leech money out of the sport out of the title winnings because these teams might not stick around for more than five, 10 years. And if that happened, hmm. that means that the existing teams, not just Ferrari and Mercedes, but now we've got like Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri and, you know, I guess Alfa Romeo will soon become Audi. But you've got uh, Haas, uh, you've got Alpine. All these people uh, have a ton of money invested in the sport and they cannot afford to have it be leached out by someone who comes in, takes some money. Uh, and not that Braun GP did this, but... It's a it's a reason why Braun GP became Mercedes. Uh, they they did not want that money to then leave the pool and go to some other company or some other industry. So right. well, bro, and even Braun G, GP wasn't a fresh no, new team no. in a sense. It was kind of a reborn version of the exactly. Honda team. And so and they try to keep the money in. So I think in the recent in the recent Concord agreements this was stipulated that they had to have all parties unanimously on board with bringing new teams in because they didn't want these teams to just show up and pay an entry fee. So the entry fee now is like insane. Uh, it's like, is it either a hundred million or $200 million or something like that? Just to, just to enter your name into F1. So, so it is, yeah, as I understand it, it's not a, I don't think it's like a mandatory buy-in, but it's mm-hmm. basically the expected thing is it is it is strongly advised that basically because the teams, one of their biggest concerns is that the prize money 
is now going to be yeah. diluted and spread. Um, Which is a, a valid concern. To, this is a perfectly valid concern. It's a it's a valid concern, but I think also when you're in a period of growth like this, you, you really have to have your eyes on the bigger picture of like, well, actually, this could bring even more prize money to the table for everybody. But so the the uh, it it it's almost like my understanding is it's almost like an etiquette that like if you are going to show up, kind of thing you. You bring two hundred million dollars to divvy up amongst the teams to basically be like, well, now are you worried about yeah. you know, like it, effectively? And I don't know how if it's an equal amount goes to each team. Presumably not, but that still, it's like something to the effect of, uh, you know, twenty million dollars landing in every team's lap. Like that's a pretty it's like hush money. solid. It's like straight up hush money of yeah. your but yeah. Yeah. And it and and is like that's that's insane yeah. to me. Like that's crazy to me. And it's crazy to me that any of the teams are even potentially balking at at even that. So this is yeah, this is this is weird to me. I'm surprised that there's still this bit of resistance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what to expect from how this will all unfold because I I do wonder does this mean that like they just you know are going to negotiate this out uh, every race weekend of the upcoming season and they'll all get together and be like okay is everybody still against this yes and you know a couple people will be like actually that dilution money would really help yeah. us out could you guys all come come around and they'll duke it out you know week after week but i i have to imagine that the potential again like the potential global upside that this brings especially with this major manufacturer yeah. tie-in and whatnot i have to imagine that at some point there's somebody else who gets involved and maybe it's one of the other sponsors or something like what if you know, what if Rolex steps in and is like, hold on, like our stats are saying that with this team in, we'll see more viewers in the United States, which means more people will see Rolex ads. So we want it. And if you're not going to go for it, then we're going to go sponsor NASCAR or, or yeah. something. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that that's that's entirely possible. And I, I don't remember. I, I caught like just a glimpse of this. Uh, that there's like a new Nielsen uh, rating system that's like going into effect, uh, which is like some mm. I- I- this this antiquated way of seeing how many people are watching things. There used to be Nielsen boxes, literally boxes put into people's mm. homes uh, yeah. where they would like rate shows. Uh, and that was the way that shows if you hear the thing got a bunch of ratings that that's literally what they're talking about were old Nielsen boxes and now they've like finally updated that system so I think like with that and with the idea of targeted marketing and dynamic marketing campaigns it's just so foolish for F1 or these other stakeholders to really protest too much before letting Andretti and Cadillac show up like they just have to be a part of the mix they have to uh, it, it's mm-hmm. as much as I'm like, oh, I would rather see a different American brand. I wouldn't. There's no other American brand. If I can, if I can honestly say, out of all the brands that are manufactured in the U.S., yeah, I think that it would have to be like 
something that has production value. I'm not talking about like Celine Mustangs, right? Like I'm not talking about like that kind mm-hmm. of like Hennessy or any of these companies that are more bespoke than anything. I'm talking about major manufacturers that sell millions of cars per year. Cadillac is the only brand where I'd be like, yeah, no, that that feels like the thing that properly represents me as a Formula One fan in the US, which is like weird to say, mm-hmm. but I I am a fan. If if I if that's who we're going to throw our lot in with, then I'm perfectly happy. And if that's what gets us through the door, if that's what puts us in the world of F1 and puts us in there in like a serious way, uh, not just in this like novelty flash in the pan. Oh, the U.S. is going to dump a bunch of money into this market over the next 15, 20 years. And then when fossil fuels die out or whatever, like this, this is something massive. And I think that the, I think it represents us well. Well, it's, it's I think it re- represents us very well. And I think there's already an American team yeah. in Formula One that's been in Formula One for yeah. several seasons. What is the most American thing about Haas F1? Gene G- G- like, Haas, wait. his name is on the car? Yeah. Yes, his name is on the car. That's all. I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of it. Uh, it's pretty much it. Is there anything American about no, the, the, you know, the, the no, construction Delara of the car? makes the chassis no, and no, Ferrari makes the really. motor. I mean, there's some design stuff at Haas, no, the uh, F1. The, the drivers any any ties to not really uh so key key management personnel the team principal uh, yeah he's more of a mix between like austrian german and italian <laughs> uh, so i guess in that way he's part of a melting pot so he's kind of close to like someone being from the u.s but that's it yeah yeah so i I think yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, cause yeah, if if you were new to Formula One and you had to pick out which team was the American team, like it would be it, it, would, it would take, take a, a, too a bit it would take too long. You, uh, I mean, it would it's literally going to yeah. be Williams now because Logan Sargent is going to be there and he'll have American yeah. colors. He'll have the yep. the the American flag on the car. Like that's the only way that you would be able to tell that there is a a u.s citizen in that vehicle um yeah so i think as much as i don't love the idea that there's a like there's a gm car i do love the idea that there's a gm car and i do love the idea that there's uh the gm car is a cadillac i mean i do i do to me yeah to me to me it does it just makes it feel like our our olympic team has you know, homegrown athletes on the team. And so uh, to the, to that measure, there's a couple other mm-hmm. things that are coming together. Um, sounds like almost 100% we will have an American yep, driver. Like- uh, at least one right yeah. out of the gate, which is which is huge. Uh, Colin Herta. Uh, Colton. Um, Colton. Coming. Uh, sorry, sorry. Colton uh, coming in. Uh, uh, should be should have his super license and everything worked out after this season's yep, experience. Have points. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's that's yeah. awesome. Uh, wondering who that other seat is going to go to. Some people are saying that it's going to be Roman yep. Grosjean, which is like I don't think Roman's going to 
be in there. That's kind of ridiculous. Uh, But I mean, the other person that has said, like, no one has said it, uh, like from any camp, Mm -hmm. but everyone, if I, if I, it's foolish not to think that Danny Rick wouldn't be the other person driving that car. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we can get Danny Rick driving a Cadillac uh, in F1, I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I will, it'll, it'll be hard for me not to root for that dude in, in everything, doing everything. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there, there's, there is that as a possibility. They've hired a team principal. Apparently that's what Andretti has said that they have already hired a team principal. They haven't announced who it is. Uh, who do you think it is, Johnny? I, I have no idea me, me neither. who it is. Um, and, and to me, it, it would sound as though this is like something that's been underway for, yeah. for a while. Well, um, apparently this, this deal uh, I think has I also been heard a uh, technical director oh, as well. Oh, maybe it is a technical director, not team principal. Um, that's, that's who that, that's who they must've hired. Um, uh, but th- they said that this has been going on for four months, that this is these, these talks have been happening for the past four months with, with Cadillac and mm-hmm. Andretti Motorsport. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not a team principal, it's technical director. So who do you think who do you think that is? Uh who could possibly become a technical director? I don't know. Who's on the who's like on the table? Or do you think there's somebody from, you know, uh from their back pocket? I don't know who would it has to be someone from Formula One. Like it has to. There's you're not going to hire a technical director from yeah, it would, it would. that's just not that's not gonna happen. I mean not I'm not mm-hmm. casting aspersions at IndyCar at all. I'm just saying it's just it's a different sport entirely. You need no. You need you need someone that's already fluent yeah, yeah. in the language. And if you didn't have someone who's already fluent in the language, then you would be dropping them into a team that existed that had everyone and everything like ready to get them up to speed. And they also would have been peripherally on the sport. So I, I can't imagine anyone from Indy getting hired in. The only the so these are the only people who I can think of that would make sense. And I, but all right. So, uh, Braun, uh, so he's, he's retired from F1. He's, he's like one of the best minds in the sport. And he's not, I think he would be great to like show up and like basically heard a whole bunch of people from the rest of this, the teams who are whose contracts are kind of running out or they're up for negotiations. I think that you would have to have someone like a Russ Braun be there. Uh, or, I mean, you, you know, I'm fully on board with, with, with a theory that is, well, he was talking to Ferrari, but then Mario gave him a call and, uh, Hey, yeah. You want to, I I think, I think highly unlikely, but, uh, that's my that would be my dream come true. Uh, the sure. other, um, I guess, <laughs> it wouldn't be a dream come true. Uh, it would be an, another near impossibility. Would be uh, Matteo Bonato because he is an amazing technical director mm-hmm. already. Like he, that's what he was at mm-hmm. Ferrari uh, before he got named team principal, and he still existed as the technical director at Ferrari as well. So, but. I mean, that man is just too happy herding his goats and harvesting his grapes for wine in Italy. I can't imagine that he would want to move to England, let alone move to Indianapolis. I just don't see that. 
I'm just imagining this like scenario where like they're having these covert mm-hmm. meetings and and whatnot, and Mario and his and his son are like, we're gonna take you out to this beautiful restaurant that you are going to love. And let me tell you something: they have completely unlimited <laughs> breadsticks, more salad than you can shake a <laughs> stick at. M- M- Matea, look at me, look at me, look at me. When you're here. <laughs> when, when you're here, <laughs> your family. Uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that that it, that that's the only. Uh, it would be an amazing movie too. Just just a general. That's like mm-hmm. a. I mean, as someone, anything that takes place at the Olive Garden, it's going to be, be amazing. But give me give me Matteo Bonato at the Olive uh. Garden. Uh, just absolutely baffled at what is being placed in front of him. Um, Yep. Yeah, just yeah, running yeah. his head. Don't worry, Matteo. We ordered for you. You're having the tour of Italy. You're yeah, going it's a to little love taste it. of home. Oh God. Uh, so, all right. Um, what a what what's being talked about in terms of a power plant in this car? Because they're gunning for 2024, yeah, still- which is going to be coming up real yeah. fast. Um. It does not sound as though there's any scenario in which General Motors is uh, building a no, bespoke no. engine to to put into that car. However, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the beginning of them working behind the scenes on something targeting 2026 yes. with new regulations and that being the perfect time to bust out any kind of new new engine technology. Yeah. Um, so there's the, the the other option there, uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but also kind of makes good business sense, sort of, uh, is that Honda and GM have a partnership uh, with their EVs, with, with the electronic vehicles. They share a lot of uh, manufacturing and software uh, systems. So there's there's been talk because Red Bull Powertrains uh, has kind of balked at the idea of becoming their own thing and now honda is still part of them and honda's logo has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger on that red bull chassis uh uh, quite quite literally has gotten bigger uh and got bigger in the last few races so there's some debate on if honda and gm were going to partner where would that leave honda's relationship with red bull and that kind of means that that wouldn't work within the business of formula one uh it also probably wouldn't work because the way that formula one technology works johnny is so much of what we have in our modern vehicles is trickle down technology from f1 like the idea of active suspensions Mm -hmm. the idea of uh anti-lock brakes the idea of crumble zones the idea of using carbon fiber the idea of traction control control, yeah uh, the idea of using aerodynamics on cars uh right like so much of this is dripped down from f1 that it's hard to imagine that gm and Honda, who are major competitors in just the common marketplace all over the planet, would be willing to fully partner with each other in any sort of honest way and in some sort of non-competitive way. Like, it's not even an honest way. It's a non-competitive way with each other. Would there be people from GM who would be a little bit more reluctant to share things with the people on the 
Honda side? Would there people be would there be people on the Honda mm-hmm. side who would be more reluctant to share ideas with engineers from the GM side? Like that could become a real, real problem. Uh, there was a rumor, and it's not even a rumor. It's what the agreement was, like the spoken agreement was with Andretti, uh, that they were going to partner with Renault. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes the most sense, I guess, sort of, but Alpine. So I don't know, uh, like where... Where does that leave mm-hmm. us? Like, who who would they partner with, John? I'm starting to think that Renault could be the one. I'm not too worried about conflicts with Alpine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also not worried about conflicts with, like, Honda and GM. I think within a manufacturer, if things get really progressing way further down the road and GM's getting really deeply involved... Yeah in the engineering efforts i still think that's going to be like a space program within general motors that like not everybody has has access to and the benefits of that that trickle down to vehicles will trickle down like in the next generation of rule changes in formula one it will no longer be like you know competitive advantage sort of sort of data or information um, now, I mean, there's also, and I'm curious because as I understand it, there is one of these bespoke racing engineering firms that Cadillac already works with for their endurance okay. racing. I think it's like, I think it's Ilmore or something. They might even be okay. a British company that helps with, you know, building and engineering these these cars um same thing with like ford and the the ford gt Mm. um is entire is almost effectively uh engineered by this uh company called multimatic in canada who just that's just what they do they they just engineer race cars they don't they don't know anything about building a proper production vehicle and it's just such a like we get this much farther because we weren't rooted in some other pursuit of some kind so i wouldn't be surprised if that any of this you know intense work happening in gm is like it's definitely under the gm flag but like within the organization is pretty well like isolated or firewalled out from other aspects and it'll take you know, someone, a, a very high level executive to be like, okay, now we're finally getting this other firm that we've actually contracted to do a bunch of this stuff to let us go through their five-year-old okay. leftovers or or whatnot to gather insights. Yeah. I'm from. not seeing the name um, of the, and, I was and, just looking it up. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't see the name of the the firm. It's, but I'm also only looking on the GM like press release, like the caddy press release. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. This is this is not. I mean, this is not something that they would ever like outwardly yeah. announce or project out there. Even, even Multimatic, and I think Multimatic is pretty publicly known as like you know, like it's not, it's not a secret that Multimatic made the Ford GT, but Ford has never said Openly, that Multimatic yeah. made the yeah. Ford GT because it's the Ford you know? GT. It's not the. It's, it's yeah, not it's the, the multimatic Ford, GT. Uh, Ford GP yeah. uh, GT. Um, oh, what's the? Oh God, there's something that's happening with Haas where they have it's the MoneyGram 
Haas F1 team. Oh, so yes. it's becoming yeah, yeah, that's so. the Haas most American. Is... Oh, f- oh, here it is, John. The most American. That's true. That is that is now the most American okay. thing. Yeah, about is that Haas. there's a bunch of loan sharks. Um, that there's predatory, <laughs> a predatory. <laughs> title loan company is sponsoring Haas F1 and they're the so what is MoneyGram? MoneyGram is like it's like Western Union yeah, kind of but thing. They right? also like it's offer payday you, loans and title loans and like it's just a financial it's predatory behavior. So like it's like the most perfect it's the most perfect sponsor for uh, uh, a US F1 team actually. They take two. They take two percent of every transfer that you make with MoneyGram. Like yeah. that's yeah. All right. So I mean, that's this like is the most the other above thing board like thing that if, they do too. Like if you if you if you dig oh down, you'll God. see that they're like, oh yeah, it will help you like refinance your house. And it's like, whoa, 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 uh, rotten. Rotten people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just me. Just me. Googling MoneyGram already has like. Uh, yeah. I'm now getting text <laughs> yeah. messages from them, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. Oh, hold on! Someone just rang my doorbell. I'll be right back. Uh, oh god! Just a couple of thugs come in and start oh, dragging boy. everything out. So yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing is if we have like a hot new American team in F1, does that mean that? Haas starts to like wilt away a little yeah. bit, and then we have like two, three more seasons with them. The last of which is it's the like cash for gold Haas team, and yeah, uh, their their drivers yeah, and then, are uh, and then it shrivels shaving up for them. like uh, all like the the golden palace uh, like body paint that they would do on the boxers. Yeah. They're like shaving golden palace into yep, their yep. heads so that uh, <laughs> when. During their post Q Q one interviews because they keep getting bumped out. Uh, yes. Or, <laughs> yep. Oh God. Well, that that feels about right for where Haas is and where Haas belongs. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I'm especially negative towards Haas now because they ditched uh, Mick, and now that Mick has that spot at Mercedes as a reserve driver, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll sh- all over. Haas, I have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I wish them well. I guess, I guess. Uh, so, all right. So, this is, you know, I said this before. Like, this is our our wish is coming yeah. true, right? We've got some more. Like, this is probably one of the biggest instances of Formula One being more legit than ever in the United yes. States. Corey, do we do we want our dreams yeah, th- to come this true? Is truly, is this, be is careful this what, what you we, wish for. This is what yeah, we asked yeah, for. Yeah, we we did kind of want this exactly. I mean, I'm I'm excited for this. I for one am super stoked. I'm fully on board. I continue to just always be someone yeah. that's just waving a flag for F1 um expanding yeah. its reach in the United States. And to me, like I can't I can't get enough of that. But I do wonder, like, well, uh, I am curious to hear how any of our European listeners are feeling about this. And I have to imagine many of them have not great mm-hmm. feelings about I don't, Andretti I Cadillac don't know, though, John. I think that Cadillac has this, this reputation that we just don't appreciate 
uh, especially coming from the car. Well, I mean, for the good, from. the good news is that they don't, the good news is that they don't sell Cadillacs yeah. in Europe. I don't think, I think they're just like a byproduct of, you know, American mm-hmm. entertainment and, you know, movies and yeah. music. And, and so I, I truly don't think it's one of those things where, and you've traveled overseas. Whenever you see uh, a U.S. manufactured vehicle anywhere in the world outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. especially in a place where you're like, they don't sell that car here. Every, it's like the cleanest, most perfect, pristine vehicle on that road. Uh, because people mm-hmm. people have this like reverence for American brands. They do. For, for whatever reason, they do have a reverence for them. And I think that this is a great way to capitalize on international reverence for the Cadillac brand. I do. Uh, mm-hmm. We should have been more careful what we wished for. All that said, we, we should have been more careful what we wish for, I think. I think I think we should have been much more like specific with what we were what we were wishing for. Oh. I mean, th- th- this is like, you know, does this continue to explode in the United States significantly further? And do we have, you know, are we then five years away from there being a a, a Hellcat Formula One car? Yeah. And and whatnot. I mean, we definitely already have talk about um Ford getting into a deal with the Red uh-huh. Bull team. And, you know, do do we get a point at which one of the like Formula One cars gets like tied sponsorship so. and has a so giant I, tide I logo wanna, on the side of the I want to read your text message that you sent to me. And this like this this was a startling re- revelation here. Uh just a thought. What if Formula One turns into NASCAR and then NASCAR turns into Formula One? Like Scare quotes. Liberals used to be the edge cases, the crazy ones. Now the conservatives are the weirdos. It's. I think that it, there is there is something that everything's flipping inside yeah, out these yeah. days. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, Brazil. Yeah. Brazil just had its own version of January sixth. Uh, today, there were a bunch of people who stormed yep. the capital in Brazil. You fucking nut jobs! What are you doing? Oh, it's even funnier because it's after Lula got sworn in and they're mm-hmm. still like, we're going to go and break some windows. Like, guys, you can't. There's no, it's <laughs> just not an equivalent thing. <laughs> Mostly because your democracy is like yep. better than ours. Uh, you don't have this huge lame duck period where someone gets elected and then people can foment horrible things. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's what that that's what you brought up. You brought up uh, just a thought. What if Formula One turns into NASCAR and then NASCAR turns into Formula One? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see it like all of a sudden there's these like all these otherworldly, you know, Europeans and Icelandic drivers like Mm -hmm. Kimi Raikkonen and whatnot are all getting into into NASCAR and it just, you know, Formula One becomes the, uh, if you haven't seen it already, you got to track down the meme of the formula all the formula one drivers with some sort of like you know face swapping thing done on them to turn them all into yeah, truck drivers nightmares and basically the hamilton, it's just like- the hamilton uh version of this is <laughs> way too close to what i look like right here right now in the world and it is horrifying oh god it's it's basically just like every driver with an extra like like uh-huh. forty pounds uh-huh. on them, 
and you know, and and a little bit of extra like facial hair yep. and whatnot. So, so my half black, half white ass and, here yeah. with a beard and is like going bald. Mm. Like I fully feel like I am a perfect. Uh, so if they ever make that, if they ever want to make that, uh, I am available. Speak to my agents. My agents will will absolutely let you know my availability. Ah, uh, well, uh, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, also, also the ultimate punchline to that mm-hmm. joke is that uh, Botas is just yeah, Botas. It is, yeah, yeah, because yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what what else happened in the world of Formula One this week, Johnny? Was there anything else that kind of caught your attention? I mean, we um not not much else that was on my radar. Mm-hmm. I mean this this thing. I mean, I I can't uh overstate it you know hearing this cadillac news was like a nuclear bomb going off in my head Mm -hmm. when when it came across my screen on uh monday or tuesday whatever it was uh cory what 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 else has been on your radar Uh, not a whole hell of a lot just a a couple of things the the idea that there are going to be some rule changes uh happening in f1 there are going to be some rule changes that take effect that could potentially uh disrupt what is happening and that's like the the raising of the 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 ride height is supposed to knock i think it's like half a second off every single person's lap time uh every single car's lap time mm-hmm. uh again we'll see what that looks like with uh with red bull and where they end up with it uh but also the rule change of knocking off the MGUH which is the heat recapture mechanism uh, that helps kind of mm-hmm. charge up these uh, these cars so that there's no turbo lag. That MGUH is going away in 2026, and there were a couple of engineers who were like, oh yeah, there's going to be turbo lag reintroduced into Formula One, which that's something that uh, is going to be interesting. That's going to be real interesting because these cars have zero turbo lag right now. Like, I mean, there's some turbo lag, but it's... Mm-hmm. The, the MGUH kicks in so instantaneously when the pressures within the turbos aren't at what they need to be at to produce the correct amount of boost to keep the revs at a consistent level uh, as they're like ripping up to like 20,000 RPMs. Uh, they need mm. a little bit of electronic assistance. And that electronic assistance is not just being limited, it is fully going away. So that's going to be a, a real interesting Thing that they have to adjust for and that's not just mercedes or red bull or ferrari that's every single person who's involved which includes audi and that's kind of one of the reasons audi got on board is because they've been developing an engine that doesn't necessarily need an mguh so mm-hmm. this is uh, 2026 i mean i know we're not even in 2023 johnny but like 2026 is going to be such a massive shakeup with everything i i'm so excited for that um it's also sustainable fuels at that point we will be at fully sustainable fuels yep so there's there's a lot to be excited about uh when it comes to like they're making small little changes to the regulations and small tweaks but those knock-on effects are going to be just completely landscape changing uh once we hit these next benchmarks of these engine and uh chassis regulations what about you johnny what do you what what do you think about all that nonsense uh i 
a lot of the nuances of the MGUH and all of that like flies directly <laughs> over my head. Uh, and you know, the, the sustainable fuel mm-hmm. I think is a big deal. Um, and I think is going to be one of these things that's going to be a, a very powerful magnet pulling mm-hmm. Porsche towards formula one because i think porsche has been one of the only manufacturers to really talk about that being a part of their road cars as porsche is like such a purist kind of brand and experience although they are already doing very well with their approach to like i mean not very well john they're doing uh, the best they are the best at it yeah the 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 tycon is an -hmm. unbelievable performance car but the Taycan is still not a yeah. uh it's 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 gonna blow the doors off of everything acceleration wise, but it's still not quite the same experience mm-hmm. as a yeah. petrol engine. And even just having something that makes noise and and whatnot, that's gonna be such a big part of Porsche's DNA. So if they can if they can get that component still to be a piece of their their recipe but have it be fully sustainable they'll be they'll be all about it and uh yeah and i i I don't think uh you know all right so this is another thing i do think circling back to andretti i do think one of the other reasons why they've been so public about all of this is and and why cadillac would jump in so sure or why general motors would jump in so sure because i think everybody's trying to head off any of the other potential teams that could be climbing aboard formula one and the perfect time to to join formula one would be targeting that 2026 season yeah but they're jumping in early enough i think because they're they're worried that you know there won't be a slot left if hyundai joins uh, there's murmurs of multiple other private teams, it's like Pantera that are or something, Pantera or some some company that I yeah, yeah yeah. There's there's all of this stuff being drawn to the sport because for a while everyone's been backing out of Formula One because it just was it was always a bad financial deal yeah. for anyone. But when you can align any of it with well, the world's eyes are following it more than ever it becomes a much more viable business case to get involved. And And I I have to say, on behalf of all of of this podcast and of every resident of the U.S., you're welcome, F1. You're welcome. Uh, Because we are the most gluttonous, we are the most wasteful consumer base on the planet, and you have tapped into what we love and congratulations, but also you're welcome. We've been we've been trying to get all yeah. of the rest of our countrymen and country folk to get into this, and here we are. We've done it. Uh, so again, Johnny and I are perfectly open and willing for consulting. Uh, we are freelance. We are happy to be involved with anything that F1 wants uh, us to be involved with. Well. Yeah, we'll guide you. We will happily uh, find your your way in connecting yes. with the wonderful and yeah. exciting world. It's of also one where everybody's dollars are so very well, well spent. spent. Uh, there's also speaking of well spent dollars, the idea that Cadillac is getting involved with F1 or trying to push Andretti and help Andretti get involved with F1 for like two years of absolute bullshit of 
the most wasteful spending mm-hmm. and the most pointless development you could imagine because everything changes in 2026. So they're going to get involved with F1. It is such like just a big old swing and move of like, yeah, we'll get in and dump like yep. half a billion dollars into F1. That means nothing just so we can be a part of like the sport going forward once you reach sustainability with your fuel sources uh and you get like maximum fan engagement in the u.s and in other massive markets like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll waste half a billion dollars just to be a part of that it's uh it's a it's it is certainly a statement they are making a massive statement uh with the underline yep. of being like we said 2024 we didn't say 2026 we're mm-hmm. we're in there early uh, I think you're right, Johnny. I think they were. This is a move motivated by desperation and also cold calculation. Which, hey, if you want desperation and cold calculation, come to the U.S. We got capitalism. We're that's like our primary export is like cold calculated mm-hmm. desperation and preying upon other people's desperation. So, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, flood this market. Flood this market. All right, John. This is the question. It's the question we've been asking over and over and over and over and over again. Do we think the stock went up this week in F1 here in the U.S.? Hell <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And yeah, end of that's statement. That's it. I yield, I yield the rest yeah, of my exactly. time. exactly. That's it, folks. It can't get bigger than Andretti Motorsports being like, we're partnering with Cadillac. Ever heard of them? Uh, that's it. The, the stock has... It's not just uh, mm-hmm. like a... It hasn't just skyrocketed. It is through... Through roofs we did not even realize existed. So uh, this got the attention of not just the common people, not just people like you and I, John, not just people who are new fans because of the Drive to Survive series, not just fans like uh, your uncle and your dad, uh, not just people who've loved this sport in this country. This is like this is ringing a bell that resonates on like levels that we can't even we don't even realize it's resonating on. So yeah. yeah, the stock's through the roof. I'm so, I'm so happy and also so terrified. <laughs> we, we reap what we sow and this is it. We're all, it's, yep. it's happening. All right. I hope we don't, I hope we don't ruin global motorsports or the planet. Hey, Hey, there's that too. <laughs> we our drive to hear little things explode and push us forward. I hope that the U.S. doesn't go like, no, 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 no. Rain that whole sustainable fuel thing in. Like, let's get more fossil fuels involved. Aramco, uh, we've got we've got people mm-hmm. we want you to meet. All right. On that terrifying note, where where can the folks find you, Johnny? Where can they where can they find you in the world? Uh, you can find me at my home base, which is johnnymotion.com, um, or, or also hit me up, uh, at the same, same name via Twitter. Corey, where can they folks can track you? me down, uh, burn Corey burn on all the social media. And then there's Corey P Willis.com as my website that absolutely needs some updating, but you can contact me there. Uh, if you ever, end up in a situation where a social media platform doesn't work uh like twitter or instagram <laughs> or uh it, reddit uh or uh tiktok uh you can track us down the f1 files on all of those uh and then burn cory burn as myself all right johnny we are deep into the off season and the news just keeps getting better and better 
and more and more bombastic and wild. It's I love great. it. This yeah. is pretty fun. Pretty fun. Uh, pre- not uh-huh. bad for for January mm-hmm. in Formula mm-hmm. One. Uh, we got a, a whole bunch I'm of teams. Uh, I, I don't even know who they are, but there are three teams I think that are announcing their new cars on the thirteenth. Yeah. Four. So people are announcing, yeah. they're making their, their announcements. Uh, and uh, Fernando Alonso has made his like full debut at Aston Martin at this point. Uh, excited for that. And uh, mm. we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you the next time. If you catch up with us the next time, right here on the F1 Files. Boo! Boo!